0: Wallapad karramna bani Adam wa hamalna fil barri wal bahri wa razakna wa razakna hum mina tayyibati wa faddalna hum a la kathirin mimman khalakna tafdila. I'll do binahi mina shaytanir rajim, bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Salaamu alaikum and welcome to the first episode of this podcast series titled Becoming Bani Adam exploring Twelver Shi'i discussions on human ancestry. My name is Fatma Megji, and I'll be presenting the introduction to this podcast series today, which is essentially an audiobook version of a long-form paper that I wrote a few years ago. This podcast series will span 10 episodes, and each episode will have an introduction by myself, followed by a chapter of the long-form paper, which will be narrated by Brother Justin Mishoof, with help from Brother Mehdi Abu Sa'idi. A huge thank you goes to them for facilitating these episodes and making this audiobook possible. In this first episode, I have the honor of introducing the upcoming audiobook as well as the intentions behind the project and the paper that I wrote a while ago. Inshallah, we will introduce the topic, key questions, and what you can expect to explore in this journey that we will take together. To begin, let's set the tone about the importance of this topic about the creation of human beings. Curiosity and the desire to understand how the world works can be one of the marvelous ways in which human beings connect in an emotional way to the all-wise creator. When we look at our own creation, the beautiful and intricate nature of the human body, the world, its mysteries, and its perfect system, this often has no comparison when it comes to the feelings of awe that it can evoke in us. And though the argument of intelligent design as a proof of God may seem weak to the mind of philosophers, It is the grandeur of the universe around us and within us that cause most human beings to humble themselves before the incredible amount of knowledge that we are utterly ignorant of. For someone like me, the grandeur of the universe was a crucial part of my faith in God and the absolute wonder in our creation. And I'd argue that I speak for many of us who grew up with faith and confidence in the Quran because of the discussions on how it alluded to scientific discoveries that were only recent in the past century. Moreover, we were always taught that there was no contradiction between Islam and science. And this is true, don't worry. But when I was growing up, I remember absolutely loving these discussions. And moreover, biology and the study of human anatomy, even the anatomy of animals, absolutely fascinated me. I remember learning what DNA was and being so stupefied that I wasn't sure if DNA was fake news. Despite the fact that we, as humans, use our bodies on a daily basis, our understanding of the basic building blocks of life, or DNA, remain elusive. And when studying biology throughout high school and in my electives in university, the question of human evolution was one that I honestly tried to ignore, because I didn't know how to answer it. Biology wasn't my major, and although I was fascinated and in love with it, I incorrectly assumed that the evidence for human evolution wasn't compelling enough, and I didn't do much research into its evidence. Like many Muslims today, I simply thought that evolution could be God's mechanism for animals, but not for human beings. And the discussion was kind of closed in my mind. I never really explored the evidence surrounding it. And so I left university without exploring these questions and the evidences for human evolution any further. I then pursued Hawza studies, and in the tafsir program that I was enrolled in at Jam al Every semester required us to write unique research papers where we would engage with various topics related to the exegesis and commentaries of the Quran, also known as tafsir. One such class that I took was Quran and Science. And here we read about and looked at a lot of the famous scientific miracles of the Quran that many of us may be familiar with. However, with a level of intellectual arrogance and a curiosity that is often my own Achilles heel, I decided to pursue the topic of human evolution for my term paper, because it seemed to be the most tricky one. The reason that I chose it was because it wasn't a question that could be answered easily, and I thought that it deserved some attention, and it deserved attention for myself. It was something that I was interested in, and so I chose it thinking that I would learn something. This journey this term paper took me into what many would call a rabbit hole. Although the initial paper was supposed to be a mere 15 pages long, my research took me into a journey that I never expected, and I ended up handing in a 25-page paper, probably to the dismay of the professors that had to read my papers, namely Agha Shomani and Agha Valipur. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them both the best of this world and the next. This paper was written primarily researching 12 Shi'i views, and with limited access to the internet due to incredibly slow speeds while I was in the seminary, I did not venture outside of literature that was immediately available to me, and exploring the literature that was the most popularly available in Com. Once I completed the paper, I sent it to a few fellow seminarians and friends. To my surprise, there was a lot of curiosity about the topic, and I soon found that it was being distributed, and I began to receive requests for access to this paper. The paper that I'd written, however, was only half-baked, and it wasn't professional or developed enough for me to feel comfortable to share, as I had only begun my research. And so I made the decision to edit and publish it on Said Ali Imran's online blog, Ikra Online. Some of you may recognize his name, as he is also an instructor at Mizan Institute and has his own podcast series called The 40s. I only had to Tofiq to work on this paper and start publishing it on this blog when COVID-19 hit, and I found myself, unexpectedly, With a couple weeks of extra time. With a lot of rewriting and editing and the help of a few friends and colleagues along the way, along with some new research, the paper soon found itself reaching up to 60 pages and was published online in two parts. The majority of that paper is what you will see as the bulk of this publication that you are going to be listening to. While I was researching and expanding on my thoughts on this extended term paper, I came across the works of Dr. Solomon Jalajal and Dr. Shoaib Ahmad Malik, as they have both engaged with the topic of human evolution and modern scientific findings along with genetics, though from a Sunni perspective. Grappling with more contemporary genetic findings was something that I had found lacking in my research within the Twelver Shi'i scholars and circles that I had been exposed to a few years ago. While Twelver Shi'i hermeneutics is robust and there are so many theoretical potentials that we have, these hermeneutical principles needed to be applied to contemporary empirical findings, especially amongst genetics, and this is what I had tried to do in the lengthy paper from the Shii perspective. I eventually got in touch with Dr. Shoei Manik, and this conversation opened doors to relationships and conversations that I did not know existed. There are only a handful of pieces of literature in English that discuss human evolution with 12 or Shii opinions, and they can be counted on someone's hand. This is surprising given how important the topic is, and how much literature is available in Farsi and Arabic on the topic. Last year, Dr. Ali Payah published a piece comparing the views of Alam tabatabai with Dr. Yadollah Sahibi, a famous Iranian who believed in evolution in its entirety and whose ideas Alam tabatabai the famous author of Tafsir al-Mizan, engages with in his tafsir. And this happened many, many years ago. Sheikh Ali Saftari also wrote an excellent and accessible article in which he explores some discussions and opinions of Prophet Adam a.s. in history. This is freely available on his blog mindandmomentum.com. Another article written by the same author is due to be published by Routledge next year and is titled Adamic Lineal Exceptionalism and this paper looks at some of the views that will be explored in this paper in a more academic manner. While there isn't much literature available in English, except for what I mentioned, and a few other small pieces here and there, when I first published this article on Iqra Online, I was overwhelmed with the response and interest in the topic. The truth is that we are bombarded with the implications of human beings as descendants of an evolutionary tree in many ways. From theories in psychology on human behavior and human tendencies, many of these theories rest on the premise when humans were cave people, they had to do X, Y, and Z. In the words of Sayyid Hussein Nasser, evolution and the belief in it is more than just a scientific theory. It's almost doctrine in today's day and age, and that is because of the implication that human beings are nothing but animals. To Muslims, this is why the question of human evolution is offensive. How can we relegate human beings to simply animals? What this paper and this podcast hopes to achieve, is a discussion that separates creation from the false logic and dichotomies that have been pushed by an atheistic worldview that pushes evolution as somehow contradictory to human beings and our purpose in life. What we'll try to do is to try to discuss ways in which we can stay true to our texts and our scripture, and if there really is a contradiction between our scriptures, namely the Quran and the Hadith, and the empirical evidence that we see for the existence of homo species and homo sapiens from hundreds and thousands of years ago. These are not easy questions to answer and arguably there is some tension. Anybody that looks at this question seriously will struggle. It is difficult to build a narrative considering that there is so much that we don't know about what we observe. Moreover, there are deeper questions about how we can interpret the text that we have. Can we understand the Quran symbolically? When and how can we do so? These questions are intriguing and important ones in usul al-tafsir, usul al-fiqh, or what we would call hermeneutics. But it is important to note that while humans have the beautiful quality of seeking the truth and seeking to understand the world around them and our own creation, it can also be a vice. Because as human beings, contingent and reliant on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are not omniscient. We don't know everything and we never will. There will always be things that we do not understand, that we cannot understand, and there are some things that will remain a mystery until, as some would argue, we pass from this world and become unfettered from the limitations of the material realm and the constraints of time. While many of you may be hoping for and perhaps wanting to fast forward to the conclusion of this podcast or answer the biggest questions at hand, do we as 12 Shiis accept human evolution? Is it true or is it not? I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you will not find a concrete answer to this question in this podcast. This paper and this series are about the intellectual possibilities for a person of faith, and it's more of a journey through these questions and the possibilities that we have. We don't know, and we may never know, but this paper and this series is meant to be an encouragement of faith. But it is also a journey that I hope will allow the listener to become comfortable with the fact that we don't know, and we may never know the explanations to all of what we see on the face of this earth. The main questions that we will be exploring are mainly related to what exactly do we have in scripture that is relevant to this topic? What do we have in the Quran? What do we have in the Shi'i hadith corpus that discusses the creation of human beings in a literal fashion? Is there anything that we have that dismisses the idea concretely that we are products of a process that could be described as evolution? How can we explain the existence of other hominid fossils from thousands and millions of years ago? What is the timeline of Adam a.s.? And are we all from his and his wife's progeny? These are the main questions that we will be exploring in this podcast series and then hopefully contextualizing in the bigger picture. Before we end today's podcast, I would like to mention a few notes that will be important for those who wish to follow this series in a more academic fashion. First, because this was originally a paper and not a podcast, there are many references that may not be clear as it is being read out in an audio fashion. These include references to Quranic verses and other pieces of literature. In order to partly alleviate this issue, any references will be noted and cited in the description to each episode where you can look at the bottom and find them. At the beginning of each episode, there will be a short summary when necessary of the previous episode, as well as a short summary of what to expect in the coming episode in order to help the flow of the podcast. We thank the Almighty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for granting us the tawfiq to research this paper and to publish this podcast, and for providing so many avenues of support in this journey. There are so many individuals who have helped in this process, and they are too many to name. Anything good in this endeavor has only been done with the Almighty's help and all mistakes are only my own. I would love to hear feedback on this podcast and listeners are free to reach out to me either on social media or via email. And with that, we look forward to welcoming you in the next episode as we open up the second episode with the audio version of the paper.